podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to The Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. On a Wednesday after Liverpool went to Lisbon and beat Benfica 3-1 in the Champions League to set themselves up very, very nicely for the second leg. The Reds lined up with the team that most people have been dreaming of. Alisson and goal, Trent, Konate, Virgil, Robbo, the midfield that people have been crying out for, Keita, Fabinho and Thiago, and a front three of Salah, Mane and Diaz. And for the first 45 minutes, it was as close to flawless as you're going to get in an away game in the Champions League. Liverpool should have been 5-0 up by halftime. With the chances they created, with the opportunities that they had, they should have been five up at half time. And you felt like if Salah had been the Salah from pre-Christmas, they probably would have been. Nabi Keita missed two great headed opportunities, just drifted into the box. Nobody near him, an intelligent player finding space. Mo Salah missed a 1v1. Andy Robertson slightly overhit a cross that was a simple ball for Salah, who would have had a simple header home. Luis Diaz missed a brilliant 1v1 opportunity. As it was, Liverpool went in 2 0 up. Ibu Kanate with the first powerful header from an Andy Robertson corner. And then Sadio Mane made it two, an incredible pass by Trent. Diaz with the unselfish cushion header across and Sadio with the simple tap-in from five yards out. The midfield worked brilliantly. Thiago dictating tempo, Naby between the lines, Fabinho doing all the Fabinho things. Benfica had one half-decent chance that Otamendi made a mess of. Other than that, it was an Everton dig from 25 yards out that went straight down the neck of Allison. There was another Everton quarter chance where Virgil pushed him wide and his left-footed shot hit the side netting but never troubled the goal. Ibu was outstanding in the first half, stood up really well to Darwin Nunes, who was really, really up for the game. But Ibu just shut him down. He had to go to the other side to try and get some joy. There was one moment where the ball was played in behind the defence and Ibu matched him stride for stride. And Darwin Nunes 
is rapid. And Ibu matched him stride for stride, never looked like he was struggling, and then just simply bullied him to the floor with a shoulder. Like it was normal for a centre-back to move that quickly and then just be able to bundle over a very, very strong centre-forward. 45 minutes of near perfection. The second half, Benfica came out with their tails up. Obviously, the manager had words at half time. The crowd got behind them. And they got a goal. Rafa Silva broke down the right. His cross, Ibu really should deal with it, but he gets his feet in a bit of a mess. Ball goes between his legs. Darwin takes a good first touch and then uses Ibu to block Allison's view and puts it in for 2-1. And then they really got a raise in the game. Now, some people have said we lost all control. I don't believe that to be the case. They were certainly on top in the game, but it's not like they were creating a whole lot. We made three substitutions on 60. Jota came on for Salah. Bobby came on for Sadio and Henderson came on for Thiago. We immediately lost all shape. But Bobby's introduction did give us a big edge because he could drop back into midfield and give us a fourth one in there. And we were able to swamp the midfield a bit. His ability to also hold the ball up and slow things down was a big help. Sadio... At times in the first half, his first touch was like a curb and the ball just kept bouncing off him. So Bobby's introduction made a big difference. You'll have Twitter tell you that Jordan Henderson calmed the game down. Uh, Jordan Henderson gave the ball away more in the time he was on the pitch than Thiago did in the time he was on the pitch. He gave the ball away as much as Naby did, despite Naby playing nearly 50 minutes more than him. Uh, touches per possession loss for Liverpool midfielders last night. Fabinho, 10.44. Naby, 8.83. Thiago, 8.5. Jordan Henderson, 3.75. So not exactly calming things down. Lost both of his tackles as well. Put in a performance typical of the performances he's been putting in this season. Wasted a number of good crossing opportunities. Uh, has been given credit for two big chances created, the first of which his cross eliminated it being a big chance. It's a really poor cross. The second is a very good ball to Jota late on when the game was already over, uh, but there was no calming things down at all. Bobby was the one that impacted the game in the same way Naby was the one that impacted the game at the San Siro against Inter, but again, credit went elsewhere. Uh, Liverpool did score their third on 87 minutes. Again, it's Naby Keita, who had been tremendous through the whole game, breaking up play, carrying the ball forward, slipping the ball through for Luis Diaz to round the goalkeeper and finish with a plum. 3-1, well-deserved, and home we go for the second leg. Liverpool can now go into that second leg very confident that they will progress to the semi-finals. And it means that Jürgen can go with a very strong team again on Sunday. Now, I would be hopeful that last, last night's 11 was somewhat of a dry run for the City game. 
especially that midfield. That's Liverpool's best midfield. And if you think it's anything else, you're lying to yourself. Those are the three best players on the ball. And those are the three best players off the ball. There's nothing that it misses. There's no reason to change that midfield. I saw some very strange people say, well, in a European night, you need leadership. Our leadership was already on the pitch. Virgil van Dijk was there, the actual leader of the team, the one who, when he got hurt last season, the lack of leadership in the team from October on was staggering. So the leadership was still there. If Salah, as I said, had taken his chance, if Naby had taken his two-headed chances, or if Diaz had taken his chance in the first half, that game is dead and buried by halftime. They don't come out and put up a fight in the second half. They come out in damage limitation mode. Alex Ferguson used to always say 2-0 is the most dangerous lead to take into halftime because a team gets themselves worked up, believes they have a chance, believes if they get one more goal, if they get the first goal in the second half, they can get back into it. That's what you saw last night. City, on the other hand, beat Atletico Madrid 1-0 in what was... I, I don't even know how to describe this game. Atletico barely left their own half. They had no shots in the entire game. No corners. Nothing, really. They just they played basically a back seven with three sat in front. They spoiled the game. They wasted time. They did some theatrical things. And they basically started the game in damage limitation mode and ended the game in damage limitation mode. They won't mind being one down, going home for the second leg. They'll be happy enough with that. But if you think they're going to change the way they play, you've got another thing coming. There's always a funny side of Twitter when you see somebody whose team have never played at Letty before witness the first game against the Diego Simeone team. Now, it's not so much these days because they're not as good these days as they were from, say, 2013 to 2019, but it's still the same basic reactions. After 15 minutes, you see them asking, are they going to play this way the entire game? Yes is the answer. Yes, they are. Why are they time-wasting in the first half on about 25 to 30 minutes is what you'll see. Half-time, these are horrible to play against. 60 minutes, oh my God, why won't they just attack once? 75, are they going to do anything other than waste the game? 90. How would you watch that every week? Imagine that was your team. Their fans love it because they love Simeone. He's won them two La Liga titles despite being massively overmatched by Real and Barca. He's gotten them to two Champions League finals. He's won two Europa Leagues. He can do whatever he wants. 
Now, City did score on 70. Good work from Phil Foden. Gave Kevin De Bruyne the opportunity and he did score. But a 1-0 lead going to Madrid isn't really going to be enough. You're going to have to get another one over there because in all likelihood, they will be be a little bit more aggressive in their counterattacks. They won't be over-aggressive now. They won't commit too many men forward, but City have a really tough game next Wednesday. A really tough away game. We've got a more straightforward home game. And remember again, it is Wednesday next week. So we can play as strong a team as possible on Sunday and then a slightly strong but not as strong team against Benfica. City are probably going to have to go full strength in both games. And where does that then leave them for the Cup semi-final? It's advantage Liverpool for the league game and the FA Cup game, in my view, based on what we saw last night in the two games, based on the results and the fact that they're away next week and we're at home. Happy days. Happy days. Let's jump around the main Liverpool sites then. Uh, The good, the bad, and pick your team versus Man City is the lead article on This Is Anfield put together by young Henry Jackson. John Dan Club and John O'Sullivan joining him. The good... Dan says the results. But follows it up with absolute nonsense about the introduction of Jordan Henderson bringing a calmness. The man lost the ball more than anybody else. Um, John O'Sullivan says the results and Nabi Keita. Henry said the results. Trent's passing. Thiago in the first half and Virgil. The bad, I think they've all had a look at Salah. John O'Sullivan says he thought Robbo was quite poor. I I don't necessarily disagree. I thought he had a sketchy game. A sketchy game. So they've all gone for their teams for the weekend. So Dan goes for Alisson, Trent, Matip, Virgil, Robbo, Fabinho, Thiago, Henderson, Salah, Mane, Firmino. Uh, John has gone for Alison Trent, Matip, Van Dyke, Robertson, Fabinho, Thiago, Keita, Salah, Diaz, Firmino. Um, and Henry Jackson. Henry Jackson is a convert to the church of Nabi Keita. He has gone with Fabinho, Thiago, and Nabi Keita. He has gone with the same team as John O'Sullivan, but with Mane in for Bobby. I think I'd edge towards towards Bobby. He just he has a habit against City. Beautiful, beautiful. Henry Jackson finally on board. Well said, well said, son. Right, let's move on. Uh, there are some player ratings. There are some. Articles about last night, Fabinho to stick to dancing as Virgil van Dijk sets new Liverpool agenda. 
Liverpool fans talking about trend. I said this last night on Scout uh, on Raw. I said it on Twitter. I'm going to triple down on it now. Cherish every moment that you get to watch Trent play. Enjoy every single moment of it. You are watching what are still the early years of a kid who's going to retire as the greatest player in the history of this club. He is the best right back in the world. He is going to retire as the greatest right back the game has ever seen. He is redefining the position. He's going to go down as our greatest ever player because he's got 12 to 13 years left. He can move into midfield when he's 32, 33, the way Zanetti did, put on his slippers and just run things from there. This kid is so special. He's 23 years of age. It's disgusting how good he is. The two passes he played last night, one to Diaz for the first goal and the one to Salah, you're not going to see anything like them at all this season. They're among the best passes anyone has played, and he did them both in the first half without even making it look like it was difficult. The one to Salah is just a little clip, and it pings 40 yards and dies in front of Salah, just drops perfectly, and Salah moves on to it. It is sensational. The kid is godlike in his passing ability. And he's got everything else you'd want. He will captain Liverpool one day. He's going to win a lot more than he's already won. You're watching the early days, the first third of of the career of a man who is going to be the greatest player in the history of the club. He's going to outdo all of them. Kenny, Gerrard, Barnes, Souness, Hansen, Little, put your marker in the ground on whichever one of them you view is going is, is the greatest player in the history of the club, and Trent is going to outstrip all of them. He's going to have more success than Gerard. He's going to have more longevity than all of the others, bar Little, but he'll have more success than Little. And he's going to do it at the very highest level. The Premier League, the Champions League, year upon year upon year. And when people say we're going to fall away when Klopp goes, are you out of your minds? Do you not see the team we have? Do you not see that kid at right back? Do you not understand how he's going to be able to carry this team when he hits his peak years, which are three years away? He'll be able to put the team on his back if need be. It won't be needed. We're too well run. We identify talent and recruit talent and develop talent far too well. We may stumble for a couple of years if they get the managerial appointment wrong, but we're not falling away. We'll be top four at worst. Virgil will be here for another five years. Ali the same. Fab the same. You'd expect Naby gets a new contract. Thiago's got two years left. He might even hang around after that. Robbo's done up long term. Canate's long term. Diaz Jota. I think Bobby gets an extension. I think Mo signs a long extension. They're all going to be here till 2026 or so. 
and there'll be more to come. Then there's Harvey, there's Curtis, there's Fraundorf, Mazalowski, Doak, there's young Clark, there's all of these elite young players, Kate Gordon, and more to be signed, both for the first team and young talent to develop. This club is the best run club in Europe. We may not always like it because we would like success season after season, but this club is made and designed so that even if Klopp does go, the system stays in place, the machine keeps churning. And while we may not be as great, we'll still be really, really good. We'll still be title contenders will still be Champions League contenders will be in the Champions League every year and we'll still have all these world-class players including Trent who like I say hasn't even hit his peak yet hasn't even come close to his best years and you're worried about what might happen in two years time please please Liverpool.com have a bunch of things here Jurgen Klopp has nothing to fear after Liverpool mistake Ibu uh, was immense last night, bar one mistake, but he will learn from that and he'll be absolutely fine. Uh, Ronaldinho intervenes in Liverpool transfer as FSG ready to sanction Mo Salah's sale. This is the media digest, expect some nonsense. Um, Klopp was asked if the tie was closed. He said no, FSG would sanction Salah's sale. That's according to Kevin Palmer in the Sunday world, who's one of the worst journalists around and should be ignored at all time. Julian Ward is gearing up for his first first summer in sole charge of Liverpool's transfer operation. He may be about to find out that things are never simple. The apparent pursuit of Rafinha may be contingent on Salah talks, yada, yada. Uh, But Ronaldinho has spoken. Who cares what Ronaldinho has to say? Like, stop worrying about what old footballers who have no say in anything are spouting out of them. Liverpool have new incentive for the next best defender in Europe in Ibrahim Kanate transfer repeat. This is about Josko Gvardiol of RB Leipzig, who is outstanding. I have a feeling he's going to end up at Spurs, but he is a lifelong Liverpool fan. And if we were to sell Joe Gomez, he would be perfect to bring in. Left-footed, brilliant on the ball, can also play left-back, so there's that as well. Um, Liverpool can sign best under-21 player in Europe as FSG handed golden 60 million chance. It's a piece of it, Bakayo Saka. Liverpool should sign free transfer Jurgen Klopp loves, no matter Mo Salah contract call. Uh, This is about Serge Gnabry, who is not a free transfer this summer, but I think he's at a contract in 2023. Uh, If we sign Gnabry, you would have to move to 43-1. And you play him one side, Diaz the other, Salah through the middle, and you look for a number 10. Um, That would be the best course of action with him, which wouldn't be bad. 
yeah, out of contract in 2023. Definitely wouldn't be against the signing of Gnabry. Definitely would not be against that signing. And if I'm not mistaken, Serge Gnabry counts as a homegrown player, despite being German and of German birth. He joined Arsenal in 2011 and was there until 2016. So he was there five years. Isn't it three years before the age of 21? And you count as homegrown? He was there five before the age of 21. So if I'm not mistaken, Serge Gnabry would class as a homegrown player. So I could definitely get myself on board with that one. Uh, finally, we have a piece about last night's game by Richard Coles. Some observations from last night's game. Uh, large focus there on Nabi Keita. Do give that one a read. And that's me. Thanks a million, folks. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network. Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart.